Now batting for the sports animal, your afternoon drive. Number two, Menon, Van Nunley, and Fred Slow. And in the on-deck circle, Robert Buck D. Gibson. This is Two Men On with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. Hey, yo. What it is, Duke City. You turned up this mic in my headphones. Hey, yo, producer, turn up the mic in my headphones. Just kidding. I got my own button right here. Welcome to the program, Albuquerque. You listen to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, The Sports Animal. Coming in hot today, got a banger of a program with you. On a special edition of One Man On, Fred Slow out on assignment. Beautiful and historic St. Louis, Missouri. Visiting the fam. We got super producer. Tyler Lovely on the ones and twos, other side of the glass, taking your calls, pushing the buttons. That's correct. It is technically one and a half men on today. Oh, don't sell yourself short. You're three quarters of a man. Getting there. <laughs> Getting there. How's your weekend, brother? It's great, man. I had a good weekend. It was good. We had sold out a bunch of shows, man. It was good. Nice. Packed the house. Yeah, man. Made him laugh this weekend. It was good. You uh, you got a bunch of regulars there. Or you get some new, fresh faces all the we time. We got some regulars that are that are popping in for sure. Like like now we are now at that point where we're getting the returns, like the returning customers. We're really starting to notice. Like we're starting to get the punch card system figured out here pretty soon. So if you're trying to return to that dry heat comedy club, you already know we got you. I mean, the laughter, um, while it's not the best medicine, it is the best natural release of dopamine and norepinephrine. See, and I- your brain treats that like a drug. I, and I'm not qualified to tell anybody that it's the best medicine, but I can tell you it's a good way to spend a Friday evening. That's there sure. you go. I had a good weekend, too, except for, uh, I don't know if you heard the program on Friday. You're probably too busy making people laugh, but I had a a loofah hanging incident in the shower, Tyler. Okay, tell me tell me more. Okay. This. For some reason, I got to know about the loofah. <laughs> <laughs> right, tell me more. Know. Tell me more. <laughs> so what had happened was... You know, I got strong with the Volve Strong Fitness. You know, I start my days at the YMCA. So for a 41-year-old dude, I'm pretty healthy. Right. Okay? Not on Friday morning I wasn't. As in the shower, there's like a little loofah rack at the bottom of the shower. And I'll, I'll out myself. It's okay. I'm a loofah guy. I like a little body wash and a loofah. Treat yourself. So I, I reached over. Not a, not even like a full 90 degree. I didn't like all the way bend over. Kind of just a little lean, just a little lean over. And I feel a little skirt right in the middle of my back as I was hanging up the loofah. And my back has been tweaked all friggin' weekend. I got this little back nugget. You know, this has happened before. But I got this little little knot in my back, little back nugget. It's so bad I canceled golf on Sunday. Can you believe that? Oh, man. Oh, man. The boys weren't very happy with Did me. Did you tell them that it was because of a loofah? You know, I'm an open book. I'm talking about it to, like, thousands and thousands of people right now. Yeah, you let them know. So I told the boys what was going on, and obviously, like they do, they berated me. Oh, yeah. But, you know, it's self-care. I'm getting up there in age. I'm trying to take care, better care of my body. I'm trying to set myself up for success later in life when things are going to be progressively harder. Oh, man. But 
my middle back right next to my spine just stuck up a giant middle finger right to me. He's like, oh, no, no. All this self-care you've been doing is for nothing because your old back doesn't care about how healthy you're becoming and just slipped out. Oh, man, you a bath boy now. Is that it? You got a bath now? Oh, well, I did I did go to the, the hot tub. There we go. That's yeah. good. That, no, that's good. That's probably relieving. Right? I got a little back. You know, I took, what, three straight days off from the gym, which is the first time since I started getting strong with the Volve Strong Fitness. Shout out to them. Our uh, three-month run for the Rise of the Phoenix is over, but I'm not going to... S- quit talking about how amazing they are so it's not about me and my back and my loofah i want to tell you that the algorithm my cellular telephone tyler i know you know big brother big brother's watching that i do our digital overlords our robot rulers are watching over us at all times and i was complaining to the boys i was complaining to the family by the way, happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. Lovely. I have an amazing mother, and I'm very, I'm a very lucky dude. I'll go into that later. Happy Mother's Day out there. We'll talk a little more Mother's Day and how bad ESPN botched their Mother's Day coverage on Sunday Night Baseball. We'll hit that in a 5 o'clock hour. But the all-knowing eye heard me talk about my bum back, heard me talking about skipping the gym, heard me talking about eating delicious, decadent food on Mother's Day weekend, maybe drinking a tad too much. Didn't help my back at all, but c'est la vie. YOLO, FOMO, whatever, one of those acronyms. And so the algorithm, the all-seeing eye, big brother, started sending me digital advertisements for Spanx. Oh, man. Tyler, do you know what Spanx are? I do. That I do. If you don't know what spanks are, think of like a lycra, like a spandex corset. Think a, a girdle is what it used to be called back in the day. The girdle. Ooh, I like that we changed that. Yeah. So the internet heard me complaining about my back, heard me complaining about missing the gym, and tried to sell me man spanks. If you don't know what spanks are before, usually it's for the ladies. Wearing a nice tight dress. You want to keep them curves in the middle nice and flat. You throw on some spanks. You're feeling nice and confident on your your dinner out with the friends, your dinner out with the boyfriend or the husband or whatever. You know, women, go crazy. If you want to feel confident, you want to be comfortable in your own skin, throw on some spanks. Your boy Van, he don't care. You do you, girl. But me personally, I took it as a shot. I took it as a personal affront to not only the self-care I've been doing for myself, but also the human that I am at my core. Internet, if you've been watching me for more than just this past weekend since I had the loofah accident and haven't been going to the gym, you'll know I'm a man of character and integrity, and I'm an open book. If I got a little extra chubs, I'm rocking them chubs to the world. All the confidence. Most of it is blind, unnecessary confidence, but I got some confidence in me. I don't need no girdle. I don't need no Spanx internet. What do you think this is? What game you playing with me? And this is like a, it's a slippery slope, Tyler. That it is. (laughs) If, If you buy that man girdle, if you, bra- if you buy those bro spanks, 
What's next? What is the internet selling you next? So you know what I did? This is where you say you bought the girdle. I was going to say you bought a purse. (laughs) (laughs) No, I didn't buy the girdle. But I did get upset with my algorithm. Because everything you click in your phone, everything you talk about when that microphone's on, it's not a conspiracy out there. I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I don't even even, I don't even need to put my tinfoil hat on right now because this is the truth. The interwebs are tracking everything you do, and they're trying to capitalize on that knowledge by selling you stuff. Whether it's the news Facebook puts in your feed, whether it's what they try to sell you on those Instagram advertisements, whether it's about what people you should be following on Twitter, the all-seeing eye is watching. And by the way, I know my robot overlords are listening right now. I am on Team Robot. I am on Team AI. I trust you guys completely. When you overthrow us, remember your boy was here for you. But what do you think this is, Internet? I missed I missed the gym three days. I have a couple extra delicious meals, and you take advantage of my weakness? You try to sell me a girdle? What are you thinking, Internet? That's insulting. What's the what's the craziest thing that Internet tried to sell you? A sobriety kit. Oh, okay. <laughs> like a, a one-day sobriety kit? Like a... Like a power cleanse or like a, a mineral waters and like power cleansing supplies and various things that you would shake in a water bottle and then would probably destroy your inside. Okay. <laughs> All right. Just get a colonic. A colonic? It's a, it's a, a form of an enema. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> We're not going to talk about that. I got a strongly worded email from some friends of the show about our I-9 varsity last week, the, the I-9 varsity of unwanted bodily functions. <laughs> Wait, did you guys? T- yes, we did. And it was pretty epic. You could, <laughs> you could find it on Sports Animals Twitter, I believe. I'm not sure. Or anything you hear on this program, you can go back and hear on Spotify or Stitcher or Apple or SoundCloud. Basically, anywhere you can get podcasts, you can find all of our, our backlogs of sh- just amazing content. But my feelings were legit hurt. I was doing some, you know, I don't do a lot of interwebbing. But when I do do it, I'm on, I'm usually on the toilet, Tyler. Full disclosure here. I told you about my shower incident, hanging up a loofah. I told you about them trying to sell me a girdle. But most of the time, when I'm on the interwebs, I'm on the toilet. And that's okay. It's my free time. It's my personal time. I will doom scroll for however long I want. But I was even on the toilet when they tried to sell me that girdle. And I am legit offended. So watch your back, Instagram. You got me once. So I'm no fool. I know that they're targeting me for certain products. They try to sell me hip-hop T-shirts and Houston, like weird Houston Astros hats and Aqua Teen Hunger Force retro action figures. Like they, they know me pretty well. And I've done my best to resist this whole time. And I don't know if Big Brother was trying to insult me or he was concerned. But I think AI has a sense of humor. Not talking about Allen Iverson. 
I'm talking about artificial intelligence. I think AI has a sense of humor. I took three days off in the gym, and he sends me a girdle. So I still don't know how to feel about that. A little upset, a little emasculated. And honestly, not going to lie, friends of the show, a little Spanx curious. Because I kind of, after working out pretty hard for three months straight, I feel good. Like, I don't feel good when I pop this top off at the pool. I'm okay with it now. But what would I look like with a girdle, Tyler? How, how jacked would I be sucking in that tum-tum, making them shoulders look broader? Is that how it works, though? Yeah, it, it literally just goes right, right below the nips all the way to the hips. And it just squeezes your tum-tum and your back in and makes you look skinnier. And you could put and you could put like another layer of clothes on top and you just look ripped. Okay, this is what we're gonna do for the listeners then is that we're gonna we're gonna get you in a girdle and <laughs> okay. we'll, we'll go get some manicures, we'll get the pedicures, we'll get lunch, we'll do all that and we'll just see how, how girdle van looks, I guess. How is he feeling in that girdle? <sighs> all right, fine. More content. I love it. I love By the it. way, Con, you can get our content at TalkABQ on Instagram, two men on on Facebook. We have a Twitter that I don't use. It's out there. We're going to start being more prolific this summer. We're going to hit you with a lot more content this summer. It's hard to wrap my head around. Just like it's hard to wrap my head around that uh, Big Brother wants me to tighten up that midsection. It's pretty offensive. I don't know. It just wants you pretty. Pretty van. We just want a pretty van. Oh, I appreciate that. By the way, um, a nice spa day isn't uh, emasculating, Tyler. I will have a nice spa day. Spa days are good. I'll take that. I'll do a spa day. I like a spa day. Treat yourself, Tyler. Down with that. Live a little. Down with that. They call me face mask tie on these streets. Ooh, really? Do a little avocado mask? That's right. Okay. That's right. Put a little cucumbers on your eyes? I'm out here doing Albuquerque things in avocado masks. That's what I'm doing. (laughs) Yeah. A lot of masks out in the Albuquerque streets are a little more menacing than avocado. That's right. I'm out here stealing catalytic converters in hydrating oil masks. That's what I'm doing. Oh, my. Yeah. Crushing it out here. Out here. Get more Albuquerque, I dare you. Yeah. (laughs) We wouldn't be here without our partners and sponsors in the community, such as right where we are right now, the John Lopez Real Estate and Colwell Banker Legacy Studio. We play on Team I-9. We start our days at the YMCA. Lunch and a milkshake, that goes down at 66 Diner. Throwing Thursdays, that goes down at ABQX. When we're not at ABQX, we're sipping a little oat soda. Or a nice cocktail downtown on Thursdays at Red Door. Don't miss a second of the New Mexico United away watch party at Hollow Spirits. And a bunch of other great events going down there. Stay posted for all of that. And the weekends, that's for Teller Vodka, New Mexico's Vodka. When we get back, RIP to the legend. I'll tell you about Uncle Doyle. How he meant a lot to me and meant a lot to the sports and sports adjacent world. You're listening to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports. Welcome back to the program, Duke City. You're listening to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. I know I mentioned it a few times on the program, but I am a poker dork. I love the game slash sport of poker. And... uh, We lost one of our biggest icons, if not our biggest icon, on Sunday. 
as poker legend Doyle Brunson, Doyle Texas Dolly Brunson, died at 89 years old. If you don't know Doyle Brunson, then you don't know a lot about poker. Tyler, has this ever came up in conversation? You ever produce a program when I started talking about poker? Um, no, I don't think so. No. So I dropped out of college to play poker for a living. Is that true? That's a true story. I played poker for a living for six and a half years. That's really cool. It was a crazy life. And it wasn't like it wasn't like just going town to town playing in tournaments. I played in some like gross, dangerous, back alley, illegal stuff for a long time. Have you seen the movie Rounders? I've seen Rounders. Yeah, okay. that's a good one. I'm a big fan of this whole thing, the whole the whole the whole gambling chips thing, you know, I'm just <laughs> the movies, you know. I'm just, I'm Thank you for your vote of confidence. <laughs> so my life was basically rounders. That's cool. Except for it was Mexican gangsters instead of Russian gangsters. Mm. This is basically my exact life. My life story was that movie. Did that for six and a half years. And one of the reasons I took that leap and made these series of awful decisions that ended up being absolutely amazing was the legend himself, Doyle Brunson. So if you don't know Doyle Brunson, Texas Dolly, he's been in the poker game since it was popularized in the 1900s here in the United States, especially in the state of Texas. And eventually, you know, it it was popularized and spread to Las Vegas. Popular poker games used to be decided on five-card draw, five- or seven-card stud, you know, the old school games like that. But thanks to the poker underground in Texas in the 1950s up until the 70s, the game of choice in Las Vegas, the game of choice for especially the World Series of Poker became No Limit Texas Hold'em. And Doyle Brunson is one of the godfathers, was the godfather of poker and one of the reasons that No Limit Texas Hold'em became popularized, became accepted as the official poker game in Las Vegas. And you know how big poker is now. World Series of Poker, I mean, the first prize is over $10 million every year. You know, I know a lot of you guys out there are probably poker fans, and you remember the rise of Chris Moneymaker, the first amateur to win the tournament. Hit that, hit it really big. as was 03 or 04. I can't even remember. Poker blew up after that. But the first real boom in poker was the early World Series of Poker tournaments where 20, 30 of the biggest professionals would put 10 grand to their own money and have a winner take all tournament. And Doyle Brunson won two of the first few tournaments. He was him and Johnny Chan and Amarillo Slim, uh, young Phil Hellmuth. Uh, a lot of these guys were the staples, and no one was more of a staple than Doyle Brunson. Popularized poker with his book, Super System. So if you're a poker player, you have to know what Super System is. It it, it revolutionized the game of poker, and it, it opened up the actual game of poker to a new audience who wouldn't have known how to play the game, wouldn't have known how to... Uh, the ins and outs of each separate poker game, especially what was basically new to the scene, No Limit, Texas Hold'em. A lot of professional poker players were insanely mad at Doyle Brunson when he released Super System because 
it was basically for beginners. I mean, it's not it's not a complex book if you if you're a poker player, but for the beginner, Super System just opened up poker to a new world. A bunch of beginners who'd have no idea what to do at a poker table can just read this book and immediately be functional. And I thought just like the wisdom and the stories that were told in that book mean as much as the strategy of each poker game itself. Can you say the name of that book one more time? Super System. Super System. Yeah, Super System or Super System 2, which is just an edited version of Super System 1. So another great book, and if you haven't read it, you need a good read. It's a short read. You can literally read it in a day or two if you have over elementary school reading comprehension. Is Doyle Brunson's book Poker Wisdom of a Champion? It is wildly interesting, his journey, because there was no poker rooms in Vegas at this time. There were no no-limit Texas Hold'em tables when Doyle Brunson and Amarillo Slim and, and this old Texas crew were cutting their teeth. It was all a seedy introduction into that world, right? Exactly. It was all, you know, uh, gangsters putting on poker games. It was all mm. uh, back up locked rooms in a country club. It was all people coming in from out of town. And it was vacationers, you know, who found out about the game and you had to have the password to get in. And he tells all these stories in his book, Poker Wisdom of a Champion. His, uh, his autobiography is pretty good, too, but I like the first one. The Godfather of Poker is his autobiography, another great read. But he lived a wildly interesting life, has story after story, you know, defied death. Like, he's got more lives than a black cat. And the poker world lost a real one. Popularized uh, 10-2 offsuit. So he won when he won his back-to-back World Series of Poker. He won it with the hand 10-2 offsuit, and it started a revolution of people playing really bad hands, and he would just sit back and collect his winnings because people tried to play bad hands against him. He made a career out of people trying to bluff him with his own hand that he won in the World Series of Poker. Brunson's also the first player to win $1 million in poker tournaments, won 10 different World Series bracelets. Uh, tied for second all-time, only one behind Phil Hellmuth, 11. As many events as there are now and as many poker players as there are now, this might not be beaten because they're going to spread out all these victories, spread out all these tournaments over tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands, professional poker players. So these records of these OGs of poker might never be broken. And he's just a dude. Like, the poker world was heartbroken. So much great outpouring on Twitter and Instagram and to his family about people that, that he wouldn't have got. No one would get into poker if it wasn't for Doyle Brunson. No one would be as patient or inviting of a player if it wasn't for Doyle Brunson. And it's, it's hard to see. But, I mean, 89 years, you used to play underground poker in back alley, West Texas, and you lived to be 89 years old. You lived through early gangster Las Vegas, and you live to be 89 years old? You play, you gamble for a living, and you live to be 89 years old? You smoke cigars, and you drink whiskey, and you live to be 89 years old? This dude is an absolute legend and should be, I mean, this should be big news. I mean, this should be beyond sports and sports-adjacent content. This should be page one 
of CNN or Fox News, whatever your preferred uh, channel that loves to lie to you and sell you stuff is. So RIP the legend Doyle Brunson, one of the dudes where I got my game from, and I could talk about this dude for three hours, but we better hit more sports and sports-adjacent content. When we get back, a little Isotopes talk with Forrest Stolting of the Isotopes. You're listening to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. This is a banger. I never get sick of this one. No, I like this one. Welcome back to the program, Duke City. You listen to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. We are live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Coal Banker Legacy Studio. We play on Team I-9, start our days at the YMCA. Lunch and a milkshake, that goes down at 66. Diner throwing Thursdays are at ABQ Axe, where the boys will give you $7.50 per person, per lane, off of your bill. Steal, it's a deal, go do it. When we're not at ABQ Axe on Thursdays, we're downtown at Red Door Brewing. Don't miss any of the New Mexico United watch party action at Hollow Spirits on the weekends. That's for Teller Vodka, New Mexico Vodka. So, Tyler, to piggyback on this uh, Doyle Brunson poker thing, so the air quote rounders, where that term came from, that was Doyle Brunson, Brian Saylor Roberts, and a guy named Thomas Preston, but he's known better as Amarillo Slim. Amarillo Slim passed away in, I think, 2012 or 13, early 10s. But these three guys cruised around Texas, and they were the the back alley guys I was telling you about. Uh, Amarillo Slim had a girlfriend in Las Cruces, New Mexico, right when I was about to move out of town. So Amarillo Slim moves into town in Las Cruces, New Mexico, and I had just gave the rights to my poker game over to another gentleman who will remain nameless. Probably statute of limitations or something. I don't know if they've Though lapsed yet. Probably a very cool name like like Albuquerque Allen or something. Yeah. Like that. Uh-huh. El Crucis yeah. Carl. See what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so anyways, and then I split town. And then like a matter of months later... Amarillo Slim buys the rights from my old game from him, and he gets a little too uh, big in his britches and tries to make the game too big and gets busted by the cops. So my old game in Las Cruces, New Mexico, eventually was bought out by Amarillo Slim, and he got popped and ruined all the good work that I've created that whole time. Man. Man. Also, there's supposed to be a biopic about his life. Starring Nicolas Cage. Rounders 2. <laughs> Rounders, I mean, that'd be a prequel. But uh, they threw away the rights to the movie when they found out he was a, a creepy old guy. And when I say creepy old guy, it's exactly what you're thinking. Man, you're telling me a guy named Amarillo Slim? <laughs> yeah. Was a little off the radar? Yeah, a guy <laughs> who dropped out of life and played poker for a living and popularized the sport of No Limit Hold'em. That guy? Yeah, that guy was a little off. A little sketchy. <laughs> little off. Somebody who is not off, and he is always on, Mr. Everything at the Isotopes, one Forrest Stolting. Welcome to the program, my friend. How's it going, man? Thanks for having me, Vin. That was a uh, 
Very good introduction to your past life. I had no idea you were a uh, poker guy, huh? Yeah, man. I played poker for six and a half years. The reason I was bringing up poker is the legend Doyle Brunson passed away yesterday, and he mm-hmm. deserves his recognition. He deserves his flowers because unlike Amarillo Slim and a lot of career gamblers, he was just a flat-out good dude. Love to hear that. You ain't got to gamble. Slim. Yeah, thank you. Ish. <laughs> Uh, you ain't got to gamble when you go to Isotopes Park because it's an absolute blast every time. What can the friends of the show expect? Now, hold on. Not not just one homestand for Stolting back-to-back bangers. Yeah, we got two homestands coming up, 12 games in 13 days starting tomorrow, uh, 6.35 game times uh, Tuesday to Saturday with a Sunday matinee at 1.35 our weekend is absolutely jam-packed. We have our baseball card giveaway to the first 1,000 fans on Friday night, courtesy of all in autographs. I know you guys are huge baseball card collectors as well. Is that right? Oh, Tyler for sure. I mean, he's got a whole shoebox underneath his uh, futon. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> I, got a big, I got a big old baseball card collection in storage. This is very exciting to young Van. I actually have. Oh, a- you better you better come down and add to the collections because you got forty new pristine cards in that collection of this year's twenty twenty three Albuquerque Isotopes. Forrest, if there's not an Orbit baseball card, count me out. There is one hundred percent an Orbit baseball yes. card for sure. <laughs> yes, we could never leave Orbit out. <laughs> On Saturday, this is our big night of the of the first home stand. We have a little league night. We have fireworks, and then we have our women in sports night with gates opening early at 5 o'clock for our 6.30 game. We'll be doing a parade for the Little Leaguers. We'll be doing a pregame ceremony to honor all the wonderful women uh, in sports in Albuquerque, in New Mexico, and the entire state as well. We'll have some very uh, amazing women in attendance, as well as a very special Little League team. It's Mm. an all-girls baseball Little League team at Roadrunner. It's the first one at Roadrunner Little League, and they'll be honored as well on Saturday night. How cool is that? That is super cool. Forrest. Yeah, it's, a, they're, it's they're, an amazing story, that's for sure. Forrest, there's a lot of cool team memorabilia this week. As, uh, Friday, we got the baseball card, team sets. Those are going to go fast. And then mm-hmm. on Sunday, you know my favorite thing in the world, day baseball, baby. Not only do you oh, get boy. day baseball on Sunday, against the loser Tacoma Rainiers that we will 100% sweep 6-0 and this week. But also you get a team poster. 100%, also courtesy of all in autographs. And you know what, even to top that, on Sunday, you can bring in your baseball cards. You can bring your uh, your team poster and have two players sign those for you on Sunday at an autograph session right in front of the third base alcove. Oh, man, what I time? We... There is a win-win-win, 12.30 when gates open. They'll be there for about 20 minutes uh, from 1230 to 1250 on Sunday. Third base alcove. So parents, friends of the show out there, show up early. Drop your kids off at the third baseline. Forrest will watch them and keep them safe. Parents, you you go upstairs and you get a watermelon walk-off. Sounds like a a winning Sunday afternoon to me. (laughs) You can't beat that. As long as they come back in 20 minutes, that's the thing. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, all these kids, they probably already got cell phones with trackers on them already. You can that's just, uh, fair. That's fair. They, they know where they'll be. Just text me. Text me after. 
text me after uh, you get some autographs. Yeah. And interesting for uh, Tacoma, they have an old Albuquerque friend. Pat Valeka will be in town with the the Rainiers. He played with the Isotopes from 26 to 2016 to 2019, so I'm sure we'll have a lot of fans excited to see old Pat Valeka back in the Duke City as well. Oh, that's exciting. I like seeing old friends. Oh, yeah. He's uh, he's sticking around, man. He's had a really good career and uh, not quite been the big this year, but he's uh, he's got a chance. He's got a chance. So I missed my window on Cinco de Mayo, and then you guys were out of town. I need mm-hmm. one of those Mariachi Chili's jerseys. Please tell me you have some in stock still. So there's no more in stock. Oh, come on, man. However, however, however we will be reselling them again at a later date this year. So they'll be back in stock for another Mariachi's game. Um, I believe that's August 5th is when we're going to resell those. Oh, that's so exciting. Save me. Exclusively in the team store. So come August 5th, you better get in line early um, at Isotopes Park or RGCU Field at Isotopes Park, and uh, and you can snack one of those sweet chili pinstripe Mariachi's jerseys. So much like a lot of people – who go to Vegas, you have a great Friday, Saturday and Sunday didn't go great. What do we have to do to turn around this little two-game schneid against Tacoma? I think just coming back home, man. We've played well at home this year. Our offense is clicking. It seems our pitching staff is starting to figure things out. I think if we're back at home for these two weeks, I think we'll be able to get our bearings here back at home. We'll let the offense do its thing. And then we'll just start rolling from here because we started off the year extremely hot. And we got a lot of guys back from injury now. Um, so I think where the club's at, we're just uh, we're on that up and up. We've only lost, we lost I think, three one-run ball games in the past two weeks. So we're right there. We just got to get over that small hump. And I think being back at home uh, against the, the Rainiers will help us uh, get back on our footing a little bit. Looks like uh, we got old Cole Tucker back in the house. Uh, he's still injured. He's not back with the club just yet, but possibly soon. Who knows? Oh man, Nolan Jones is a dude. I've been telling friend. Oh, I've, been, I've been telling friend of the show all year. Do not miss this guy. Get out to the lab. Watch this guy play baseball. He is an absolute stud. Yeah, he went seven for nine over two straight games last week. Um, it's unbelievable. Uh, unbelievable player to watch from the left side of the batter's box. He's got power to all fields, really quick bat, really quick uh, base runner as well. And an underrated part of his game, he has three outfield assists this year. And one of them, uh, he threw out a runner in Las Vegas last week. It was with a it was a hundred mile an hour throw from right field to home plate. It was absolutely unbelievable. The guy's a cannon. Threw a guy out at home. 101 miles an hour, and then hit a dinger 111 miles an hour in the same game. That is bonkers. Yeah, that's just doing what Nolan just does pretty much right there. So, Forrest Stolting from your Albuquerque Isotopes, anything to let the friends of the show know before we let you go? Yeah, just a whole lot of fun this week and next week. 6.35 game times thir- Tuesday to Saturday, 1.35 on Sunday, fireworks on Saturday night along with Women in Sports Night. Team poster giveaway Sunday and baseball card giveaway on Friday. So hope to see everybody out there uh, this weekend and all this weekend next at RGC Field at Isotopes Park. 
Thank you so much for us. See you at the lab. Yes, sir. Thank you all. When we get back, the GOAT has a conflict of interest, and I'm going to tell you that he's got to pick one or the other. You're listening to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. I'm like, I'm a walking contradiction. I am a uh, both sides of the coin. I'm yin and yang. I ride the fine line in between a lot of things. Perpetual conflict of interest. You know how it goes. But Tom Brady, he's taking that to the next level. As Fox Sports is going to give Tom Brady half a billion dollars to talk about football on television. And it doesn't seem like he wants it, first off. But also, he's going to be owner of the Raiders. Not like majority owner. Owner of the worst haircut in sports. That's already Mark Davis's job. But Tom Brady's going to be a minority owner of the Las Vegas Raiders. And let's be honest here. You look at his resume. He's been the owner of the Raiders for quite some time now. hey Tom Brady and Mark Davis went in on business together for the Las Vegas Aces. So he's already a part owner with Mark Davis for that squad. And now they got a handshake deal working on the real logistics for Tom Brady to be a part owner of the Raiders. You love Vegas? You want to have some business there? I get it. Tom Brady's got all the money in the world, especially after that big alimony payment that he gets every month from Giselle Bündchen. hey I don't know if this is smart in a business deal, smart negotiating. I got two other, two other outlets here for what he's really doing. Number one, I think he wants to shove it in Jimmy Garoppolo's face that he's his boss again. As we all know, Jimmy Garoppolo was stuck behind Tom Brady for years. Tom Brady told the organization, it's me or Jimmy. Seemed like Bill Belichick wanted Jimmy. Robert Kraft, of course, went with Brady. Smart move. They got another championship out of it. So now Tom Brady is going to be Jimmy Garoppolo's boss once again. Is this a play just to shove it in Jimmy G's face? Or, now hear me out, what I think the real behind the scenes is, he doesn't want to do his Fox Sports job. Mm. He's already the GOAT. Commentating is for the second-tier player. Except for, now hear me out, Shaq and Barkley on TNT. Everyone else who's been a career commentator or color guy or somewhere on the spectrum of holding a microphone in your face and talking about sports has been a second-tier player. There's never been any giant superstars behind the microphone. 505-246-0610. Tell me I'm wrong in the Sports Animal text line. 505 246 0610, tell me I'm wrong in the Sports Animal Hotline. But this 
Tom Brady's too big for this job. He's too big to talk about football games on Fox Sports every Sunday. And I think he is purposefully setting up a conflict of interest so he has to nullify his deal with Fox Sports and give it to somebody else. If you're Tom Brady, if you worked for, was it, 23 years? The GOAT, 23 years. He's got more championships himself than any franchise in football. Do you want to work that hard again on the other side of the camera? Wouldn't you rather jet set away with living Chucky doll Mark Davis? Wouldn't it be more fun to like hop in his private jet and fly around the country and be in the owner's box and watch football games and go after the next generation of model, hang out with Leonardo DiCaprio, chase way too young, in my opinion, women around. There's so many better things that he could be doing with his retirement than commentating on Fox Sports three nights a week, three days and or nights a week. I just don't get it. I think he's setting this up on purpose to where he's like, Oh, you know what, guys? I got to think about my business deal first, and I'm out on this Fox Sports contract. I just can't do it anymore, so I'm going to be a part owner of the Raiders. Then the second that contract's off, he's like, you know what? I think I'm out on the Raiders. And he doesn't do either. If I had the choice, I mean, I would own a football team as opposed to working for Fox Sports. I would like to have both. I would take either, but I'm not Tom Brady. By the way, Tom Brady, you're not going to skip one week of this news cycle, by the way. You thought you had a week off from this program? It is Monday, and we're talking about Tom Brady. (laughs) Welcome back, brother. (laughs) You thought you were out of here? Just when I thought I got out, they pulled me back in. really bad Al Pacino, Tyler. That's what that was. That was a good Al Pacino. Oh, thank you. It was a a solid six. (laughs) All NBA and NFL talk in the 5 o'clock hour. Special guest at 5.30, quarterback of your Duke City Gladiators, the all-time yardage and touchdown leader in IFL history. Charles McCollum joins us. 530. Ja Morant when we get back. You're listening to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610. The Sports Animal. So come on, follow me. You know, you know, this song you can get a paper cut to. Ouch. One hour in the books, Duke City. It's five o'clock somewhere. Five o'clock here, Mountain Time. What a coincidence. Wish I had a little teller pre-made cocktail sitting next to me. Lack of foresight, Tyler. Tyler Lovely on the other side of the glass on the ones and twos. So, uh, full, jo- full of foresight, by the way. Oh, okay, okay. Good, 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 good. Over here. John Morant's an idiot. All right, let's go to commercial. <laughs> <laughs> he did it again. Did it again.
again. He did it again. Way too fast. Oh, my God. Is beating up a teenager not enough? <laughs> Is shooting at a... Alle- okay, now allegedly. Hasn't been proved on this one. A member of his team shooting at and or pointing a gun with a laser pointer on it. That's not what you call it. It's not a laser pointer when it's on a gun. What do you call it? Call that a beam. A beam? It's a beam. Thank you. By the way, uh, 505-246-0610, Sports Animal Hotline, same number, Sports Animal Text Line. I said there's no top-tier players who do commentary. I just got proven wrong. And it's kind of a hybrid situation, but shout-out to 5319. What about Peyton Manning? Damn it. I didn't consider Peyton Manning because it's kind of a hybrid position. He's uh, kind of just gets to hang out with his brother and talk smack. I don't really know if that's classic commentary or color, but good answer, immediately proven wrong. Have a rich history of being proven wrong. Allegedly shoots and or points a red laser from a gun at the Indiana Pacers bus. Beat up a kid, pick up basketball, beat up a kid at a mall. Flashes a gun in the club. Apologizes, said he'll never do it again. Got to learn from learn from his mistakes, you know. The world believed him. Okay. Okay. All right, I see you out here, Jaw. You're going to you're going to grow from this. You're going to learn. No more beating up kids. No more flashing lasers at buses. No more pulling out your gun on Instagram. In a strip club, by the way, which is a felony, allegedly. Going to work on himself. Served his suspension. Came back, played. Got beat by my bandwagon Lakers. Tuck tail. Season over. Blamed himself. I thought that was the turning point. After he got bounced out of the playoffs by my bandwagon Lakers, LeBron James, the GOAT, AD, best-looking guy in all sports. After he got bounced, said, you know, this is on me. Ruined team chemistry. I wasn't there when they needed me. Changed our seating. Changed the vibe of the squad. More importantly, missed games. It was a distraction. You don't want to be a, dis- a distraction when you're playing team sports. Hurts everyone else. So I thought, you know what? Maybe this guy's maturing. Maybe this guy's learning from his mistakes. Uh-uh. Nope. I don't think so. John Morant, once again, on Instagram Live, was flashing a gun out with his friends, cruising in the whip, getting turnt, pulls out his gun again. Are you surrounded by the worst people on the planet? 
how are you going to do this again? And I got a long list of people to blame. Obviously, number one is Ja Morant. Why does this man hate money? What is it about United States currency that he hates so much? It is crazy how hard this is for him. (laughs) In the privacy of your own home. In the privacy of a vehicle with no cameras. In the privacy of a rented out strip club. In the privacy of your own banquet room. In your five-star restaurant. I guess it would be five-star hotel, three-star restaurant. I know how this works. Don't yell at me. I could hear you yelling at your radio right now. I know what a three-star Michelin restaurant is. I'm fancy. You heard about the loofah earlier. Why does he hate money? (laughs) He gets to play a children's game for a career and get paid millions and millions of dollars. He is costing himself millions of dollars. Tyler, I don't know if you know how this works, but if you get all NBA, first, second, or third team, it makes your max contract extension larger. Because he missed those games, he did not qualify to be on the all NBA team, which he would have been. He cost himself millions of millions of dollars with the first gun incident. Apologize. Said he'd never do it again. After the Grizzlies were eliminated with a 40-point loss to the Lakers, quote, I just got to be better with my decision-making. That's pretty much it. Off-the-court issues affected us as an organization. Just need more discipline. Hey, that's a guy about to turn the corner right there, Tyler. (laughs) That's a guy that's going to make the right decisions, surround himself with the right people, learn from his mistakes, and move forward. Nope! Less than two weeks later, after he said that, flashing a gun on the internet again. This man hates money. So the sentence, first gun incident, is crazy. Yeah. First gun incident. He's m- <laughs> two now. Possibly three. You can't really prove the laser pointer one. Look, he's not trying to get a cat to run around the living room. He was pointing a laser pointer at the Indiana Pacers bus. Allegedly. That one can't be proven. At least his boys... Kept his mouth shut on that one. Their mouth shut. How can you not stop this? How can the Memphis Grizzlies not track him? How much money they're paying him? You know there's some entry-level private detective who is waiting for this life-changing opportunity just to follow Ja Morant around. Make sure he doesn't pull out a gun on camera. Make sure he doesn't physically assault a teenager, allegedly. Make sure he doesn't do anything else stupid. And again, 
I am a 41-year-old man with a microphone in front of my face. I am not a young 20s multimillionaire who has cameras on him all the time. I have never had to deal with that side of decision-making skills. And I will admit to you right now, friends of the show, if you give me tens of millions, if not hundreds of millions of dollars in my body and brain in my early 20s, probably wouldn't be gun stuff, but I would do equally stupid things. Tyler, how lucky are you that you're not a multimillionaire right now? It's crazy. (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, man. If I had even just one of the millions when I was in between maybe 20 and 24, extended out a little higher maybe, but for sure 21 to 24, if you give me a fraction of the money Ja Morant has, I am going to do something so incredibly stupid. Yeah, I'm gonna put it this way: like if I was, if I had, yeah, even a fraction of the amount of money that Jean Morant has right now at 25, I will tell you what: by 26, I would have a really dope headstone, <laughs> cool-looking tomb. Oh man! Yeah, the best black marble. Yeah, they would put the words "OD" in like the coolest font. That would be cool. OD and OE. Yeah. <laughs> For uh, the friends of the show who didn't get that one, that was Old English. Oh, he was Old English. I get it. He He's in an impossible spot. But again, I'll remind you, friend of the show, John Moran ain't from the streets. He's not the rose that grew from concrete. He had a privileged life. He grew up in the suburbs. All of this is acting. He is acting like a gangster. He is acting like a guy from the streets. And again, I am so white, I am see-through. On my on my official New Mexico driver's license, it says that I'm pink. I'm not even white. I'm pink. I'm pink shaded. It's true. Van doesn't even turn on the lights when he gets to the studio. They just they're just fluorescent enough. I reflect the light coming in from the window and it looks like it's lit in here. <laughs> That's how white I am. So I don't get those that part of the societal issues that he has to deal with, and I know they are profound. That is not what I'm saying. I'm saying, how can you not, after making bad decision after bad decision, when is the one where you're like, oh, man, I need better handlers. Oh, my God, I need an assistant. Can somebody follow me around? Can somebody grab my friend's cell phone before he goes on the Internet? Oh, wait, let me rewind. Also, can you put this gun away? You do not look cool. By the way, he does not know how to hold a gun. Both videos of him holding a gun. He is incorrectly holding a gun. The first time when he held a gun on video, it looks like looks like an eight-year-old who found like a rat carcass at the park, and he's like picking it up by the tail. That's how he's holding it the first time. The second time looks like he was doing like a like a like a cowboy dance. Like I, I picture like the New Mexico State Aggie guy with his guns up in the air doing like a little dance. That's the way he was holding it that time. Just loosely in his hand, putting himself and his friends' lives in danger. By the way, gun safety, gun guy, 
please speak up. Please speak up, gun guy. How irresponsible he is. And let's, beyond his gun safety and irresponsibility, let's talk about how insensitive he is. You know how of a landslide it is in this country right now with mass shootings? And he's out there flaunting a gun? With all of that money, and now that he lost to the Lakers, loser, all of that free time he has, you should be doing something about this. Can't you fill your time? Why don't you just go to a beach? First off, oh, my God, I just went to Mexico. It was fantastic. I will give you the hotel I went to, Jaw. You can rent out the whole hotel, the whole resort. You can afford it. For what I paid, how many rooms were there? Like 200 rooms? What I paid times 200? You can easily afford that for a week. Go to the beach. Have them turn off all the closed-circuit cameras. Act a fool. Quit doing this on camera, how, how much, you idiot. How much cheaper it would be like if he paid his homies $10,000 every time they slapped the phone out of his hand? Yes. Like, like if he just had the agreement, if you see a camera on my phone, you slap that phone, you get ten grand, and I'm saving money. That's a crazy life. Yes. It's like the old, if Bill Gates picks up a $100 bill... Stops and picks up a hundred dollar bill. He's losing money. It's, it, it's, it's yes. Insane. If he, <laughs> the fine is going to be outrageous. He's going to get. I'm I'm guessing. I'm estimating somewhere in between forty and eighty games suspended. Oh my gosh. I'm guessing. That's just my estimate. I'm just a dude. I'm guessing. He's going to miss a quarter to half a season next year. You're suspended by the league. You don't get paid. All those game checks, they gone. That is millions of dollars. It's baffling to me. What, $38 million? You want to round up to 40? $40 million. Quarter of the year, $10 million. Half the year, $20 million. Acting like a gangster for 30 seconds is going to cost him in between 10 and 20 million dollars. You know how much good you can do for your community with 10 to 20 million dollars? It's insane. You talk about you're there for your bros, you're there for your homies, you're lifting the crew up. You know how much lifting of your crew you can do with in between 10 and 20 million dollars? <laughs> An insane amount of lifting. You could lift up so many crews with that money. You can ride for your city for so long with that money. You can end gang violence for in between 10 and $20 million in your community. You can start a series of businesses and only employ gang members and pay them a hundred grand a year. And we're putting a dent in your pocket. This is insane to me. He's he's the cautionary tale. You know, players started going broke in the eighties and nineties, and now rookies in the NFL 
I don't know if you've seen 30 for 30 broke. It is mind-blowing how many millionaires went broke making bad financial decisions. At NBA rookie camp, after the financial section of your induction, there's going to be a turn-your-damn-camera-off class. It's going to be called the John Morant School of Not Being an Idiot. Welcome to the NBA, rookie. Do the opposite of what he did. Surround yourself with people of high character and integrity, and don't pull a Ja Morant. I don't know who this guy is, but Charleston White, urban influencer, YouTuber, Instagrammer, something, something, something. He's wildly famous. He's gone the hardest on Ja Morant, saying like the only way he ends up on this pace is just like all the kids out there who are emulating him, dead or in jail. That's it. He has to stop right now, or that's the only way you're going to stop. He's going to go to jail. He's going to get out of jail. The NBA will not take him back, and he's going to be a PE teacher in his hometown like Kenny Powers. There's going to be a remake to Eastbound and Down, starring John Morant, but instead of baseball, it's basketball. And he's going to be a gym teacher in his hometown, and he tries to work his way back into the NBA. Why are you trying to emulate Kenny Powers? Bonkers. When we get back, less John Morant talk, more NBA talk. You're listening to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. You're listening to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. You know a big Duke City gladiator house here on Two Men On? I love being out at the Rio Rancho Event Center. Up against the edge, all that action happening right in front of you. It's hard to get as much fun sports action bang for your buck than you can with the Duke City Gladiators at the Rio Rancho Event Center. Don't miss a minute of the action with your Duke City Gladiators. Joining us on the program, first-timer, new friend of the show, Gladiators quarterback Charles McCollum. What's happening, my guy? How you doing? What's going on? Hey, doing good, doing good. So you got the call. Season already started. We moved on from our guy. I mean, what what was it like? Did you just did you get a phone call or did they just put up the bat signal and you knew what to do immediately? <laughs> kind of like uh sort of like good faith being within each other. Uh, I got released from another team at the same time that they made a trade and needed a veteran quarterback. It happened like days behind each other, like a Monday and a Tuesday right behind each other. And once we got that settled, I came right in. That so, was great. So I don't think, my man, you're doing yourself enough justice. You're just you're you're not just a veteran quarterback. You're the league all time leader in passing yardage and passing touchdowns. That's more than a veteran, isn't it? Yeah, I kind of speak, but I just I try to be humble. I try to be humble with it. I'm trying not to do too much bragging or boasting, but yeah, I've earned the right to play. Look, you look at my stats, but other than that, I just try to be humble, be one of the guys, and just push them to be great. 
I don't try to blow my own horn. I try to go out and prove people I'm still good every time I go out and play, so. Yeah, but if you want to put it like that, I am kind of nice. Oh, hey, yeah. Oh, for sure, man. They're, 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 my, they're my words, not yours, Charles. I got you. Multiple-time MVP, multiple-time champion. You know, you were talking about just being one of the guys. How were how you brought into the locker room? How's the vibe with the rest of the Gladiators since you got there? Well, I've been here about two weeks now. This, is like my, this will be my third. This, this will be my third week here. Since I've been here, the vibe's been good. It's been upbeat. Ever since that loss we took down in Frisco, when we got back home, everybody got back in. Everybody bought into the new system and what's going on. And now we're the vibe seems like it's back to the old Gladiator vibe, a winning vibe. And, you know, the Gladiators do have a history of winning, and so do you. Do you feel like you're a good fit here? Do you, do you need to get your sea legs a little more, or is it just plug and play? You're here, you're ready to go. I feel a little bit of both. It's a little bit of both, but more so ready to go since I have a couple veteran guys that I know that I played with before, and our coach makes it easier too because he calls the game very simple, doesn't be complex, let everybody get through the bases first before we turn it up a little bit, and that helps us a lot too since we're all like one week in, two weeks in, and being here together. But other than that, it's very much plugged into play. You know what you're doing. you got to get it done. And uh, speaking of plug and play, I mean, you come into a good wide receiver group already. What's it? What's it like to have a guy, some guys who are just ready to run with you? Oh, it's it's like having a few Kentucky Derby winners. Yeah, and all you have to, all you have to do is just control the reins. That's a very easy thing to do. Big win, big win for your Duke City Gladiators, friends of the show. They had a good one against Tucson. Uh, what do you got? Four passing touchdowns, one rushing touchdown, no picks. I mean, you guys just controlled the ball and did what you wanted to do. Yeah, that's sort of like what we that's the plan from here on out. Play keep away with the other team. Make sure we do our part and rely on our defense because those guys are hard-hitting, tough boys to play against. And they they the backbone of our team, so... We're just going to rely on them and try not to mess it up. I mean, as you see, control the ball, play, keep away, and execute the whole time. I know you're like, hey, you've done this before because you beat me to my next question. The defense, like the defense was putting in work, multiple turnovers. And, I mean, usually it's just throw the ball 80 times a game, light it up. But you guys are playing defense. You guys are running the ball. You're trying to play a, a complete game. Exactly. You said it. It's a complete effort by all parts of football, special teams, offense, defense, especially our defense, because, as you said, we rely on them a lot, and they get the job done a lot. So it's like they want that challenge, and we'll accept it, and we'll give it to them. So I love it. On the road this week at San Diego, a little bit of a rivalry game. Then next, uh, the following Saturday, May 27th, right back here versus one of the, the local rivals right down the street, uh, Northern Arizona Wranglers. I mean, you guys are poised to go on a run. What's, uh, what's your prediction for this year's Duke City Gladiators? Uh, we're just trying to get into the playoffs. I'm not going to make any promises or predictions as of yet, but we're just trying to play as a whole team together, stick together overcome adversity and just get into the playoffs once we get into the playoffs 
as we all seen with the NBA recently, anything could happen. Yeah. So we just want to get into the playoffs and give ourselves a chance. That's the hope and plan for for now. But if we get into the playoffs, we know we got the team that could take us to where we need to go, especially that defense. Four straight home games to end the season. I feel if like uh, you get your sea legs here pretty quick, you throw up a couple more W's, you guys are going to end really strong because there's a great fan base here in the Albuquerque and Rio Rancho area, right? They really support you out there at the Rio Rancho Event Center. Right, I've seen that. Well, but speaking of the Rio Rancho Event Center, what what's it like at playing in that facility? It's to me. Uh, it's one of the nicer facilities in the IFL. Oh yeah, they got new turf and and it's just it's like the one level that's in it. It's sort of like the arena arena games dream. You don't have to put fans spread all over the place. We can have them right on top of the players, right on top of the people, and go at it like that. Have you have you spent any significant time in Albuquerque throughout your playing career and your travels, or is this kind of the area kind of new to you? No, I've never been to Albuquerque. This is my first time, so I'm really enjoying the sights. I haven't had a chance to go walking or hiking just yet, but once I get a chance to, I'm going to go check out the hills and just enjoy where I'm at because I haven't been here before, so I'm going to really take it in. Duke City Gladiators quarterback Charles McCollum joining us on Two Men On right here on the Sports Animal. How's Albuquerque treating you so far? Is Is there some culture shock or are you getting your sea legs? I'm still trying to get my legs underneath me. Uh, the, the air up here is very routine. <laughs> and, uh, I'm still trying to get my wind underneath me, so I'm, I'm practicing full go, full tilt, but at the same time, I'm trying to get my wind underneath me because I don't, I don't know. You, you're, trying to get know. Some, you're trying to get some extra cardio in up here at this high elevation? Yes, because I don't know. I don't know how long I'm going to be able to withstand just running like 15 <laughs> yards and then I'm out of breath like I've ran a 400 meter. <laughs> I don't know, but I got to get used to that. But we're going to take that to our advantage as well. All right, you got any hot food addicts on your team that's forcing you to try some red or green chili yet? Yeah, I do. I do. I have a couple of them. They, they ask me all the time, it's red or green. I always choose green. And it's still a little bit spicy. But I know that red is the hottest one, so I try to stay away from that. I'm more of a green chili guy. What else? What else is? Uh, I mean, you got your, you got your eyes on the prize. You're focused on the task at hand. But from what you've heard about Albuquerque, is there any something else you're looking forward to to do around here? Yeah, uh, I, 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 the culture is different, so I want I want to get out and hit a few museums and see the background, the culture, and the history of Albuquerque and see where the people come from and what makes up Albuquerque. So I'm looking forward to doing that. I went to one museum the other day. I think it was the YMCA Museum or something like that, or by the YMCA. They had to do a program there. I went to see it. I checked that out. And then that got me intrigued a little bit more. So I'm trying to go on a nature trail, talk to the people, get to know the locals, and just see what Albuquerque has to offer. Because, like you said, culture shock is a little bit of a, <laughs> a, 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 a understatement. I've <laughs> never been, and it's, it's totally different. And I kind of dig it out here. I like it. 
at San Diego Strike Force this Sunday, May 21st, back home at the Rio Rancho Event Center, May 27th. Get out there. I'll be seeing you at that game May 27th, my man. So good luck out there. Welcome to Albuquerque, and thanks for being a new friend of the show. Yes, sir. Thank you. Anytime you need me, just ring my line. I'm always down to talk to you. All-time yardage and passing leader in the IFL, Duke City Gladiators quarterback Charles McCollum. When we get back, NBA talk. You're listening to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Welcome back to the program, Duke City. Thanks again for Duke City Gladiators quarterback Charles McCollum joining us. Good dude. Lucky to have him. It's crazy. You get the GOAT midseason. I think they're going to do some big things. If you haven't been out there and seen... Duke City Gladiators Live. It's an absolute blast. I can't sell it hard enough. Welcome back to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, Sports Animal. We're live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Cowell Banker Legacy Studio. We play on Team I-9, start our days at the YMCA. Lunch and a milkshake, that goes down at 66 Diner. Throwing Thursdays at ABQ Axe. Got to throw some axes. Also... They have ninja stars. You heard that correctly. You can throw ninja stars legally in a safe environment. And when you're throwing them ninja stars, make sure you grab a Red Door beer. Don't miss any of the New Mexico United away watch party action all going down at Hollow Spirits. And the weekends, that's for Teller Vodka, New Mexico's Vodka. We're so lucky to like have so many cool people in the community that love us and support us and partner with us because we do a lot of fun things. You know, we like to it's not all about us. We like to help people out in the community. So stay tuned. We got some really cool stuff coming up this summer. Whether it's Juvenile Diabetes Research Foundation or Locker Five O Five Clothing Bank or any of the number of nonprofits and you know, special people out in the community we work with, we're very thankful to do what we do and we're honored to be here. Also honored to be there is Philadelphia. It has been a rough sports year for Philly sports fan. Regular contributor to the program, Mr. Everything at New Mexico United, David Weesey Carl, a huge Philly sports fan, and he's had a rough one. If you weren't aware, Philly teams are just embracing those participation trophies. As in the past calendar year, Major League Soccer, Philadelphia lost the championship. Major League Baseball, the Phillies lost the World Series to my Houston Baseball Astros. Jalen Hurts and the Philadelphia Eagles lost the Super Bowl to the Kansas City Chiefs. And now, MVP Joel Embiid the beard James Harden and the Philadelphia 76ers dropped two straight games to the Celtics, including an absolute expletive deleted show in game seven where they let Jason Tatum go off for 51 points, which is the most points ever scored in game seven. God Hates Philadelphia. What? Why? 
why is Philly taking all these L's at the worst moments? What did Philadelphia do to the world? Are they are we still getting back at Philadelphia for throwing batteries at Santa? Are we still getting back at Philadelphia for cracking the Liberty Liberty Bell? Like they they made it's always sunny in Philly. That's my favorite TV show. That should be enough to redeem the city. But no. The good Lord hates Philadelphia. Tyler, why do you think God hates Philadelphia so much? I don't know, man. I have no idea. I think the same thing, though. God definitely hates Philadelphia. What did they do? Good question. It can't just be the Liberty Bell. Is it because of what they did to uh to Meek Mill? It's because of Kevin Hart. It's because <laughs> they gave him they gave us Kevin Hart and they were like, that's all Philadelphia will contribute. Oh my god, that's an excellent point. Call the draw the line there. It's because they wrongly convicted Meek Mill. It's because we made Kevin Hart the biggest star in the world, and he's like, Oh god, really? You can't have anything else besides that. You have to deal with this. Tiny, insane, hilarious, comedic genius. And you can have nothing else besides that. (laughs) (laughs) We gave you Bryce Harper. (laughs) You get to cheer for that maniac Bryce Harper, but you will never win a championship, Philadelphia. You get to overpay for Jalen Hurts and ruin your franchise. I don't know what Philadelphia did to the world, but it wasn't good. When we get back, KOB TV's very own Brandon Ortega going to talk a little New Mexico High School Championship weekend. And, of course, we're going to talk about his Los Angeles Lakers slash my bandwagon Los Angeles Lakers. When we get back, KOB TV's very own Brandon Ortega. You listen to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Welcome back, Duke City. Two hours in the books. Still got another banger to go. Some NBA talk, a little bit of NFL talk. But first, your favorite, my favorite, everyone's favorite. Back to back to back. New Mexico Sportscaster of the Year. You know him. You love him. Reinvented salt and pepper sexy. KOB TV's very own Brandon Ortega. Welcome back, my friend. Hey, buddy. How you doing? Good, good. All by myself over here doing a special episode of One Man On. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Miss Fred a whole bunch, but hopefully him and the fam are doing good. But you're holding the fort down very well, buddy. Oh, no doubt. We got a star-studded lineup all week of guests on the program. Co-host, the aforementioned Fred Slow, will be here Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday by the power of the interwebs. So traditional two men on for the rest of the week. But I'm liking this. I'm having some fun with this. It's just me and homie uh, super producer Tyler Lovely hanging out. Yeah, and thank you to Tyler for calling me because I was getting in the zone here for the sports cast, and I was totally going to forget to call. So Tyler... 
saving the day. For it's me. true. I, I, I answered. I was like, hey, is this Brandon? He was like, it is. Like, yeah. Like, he was a little surprised. Like, he forgot he was Brandon? That's <laughs> it, right? Well, that, that Brandon <laughs> was being called for. I mean, when you're such a VIP like Brandon. That's what I'm saying. Like, how many, how many of these do you have to turn down before you finally accept this gig? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, we're minutes away from the sports cast. I'm literally, you know, looking at my scripts here and just tightening up the show for a, for a sports cast in about 20 minutes on KOB. Well, let's jump right into it then. A big championship weekend and a lot of high school sports. Let's start off with baseball as the trophy stays right here in the Albuquerque and surrounding areas as Rio Rancho, the number one seed, the favorite, was victorious over thirsty for an upset Centennial. How'd that one play out? You know, I got to say, of, of all the games I saw on Saturday, that was the one I saw the most. The way it works on Saturday, I had to cover about five different events, and it just so happened the Rio Rancho Centennial game, I, I probably caught about five innings of it because just the way the, the game was flowing, I, I needed some more highlights. And it, it was a lot of fun to catch. Centennial came out firing. Um, they were impressive to start. And then Rio Rancho came right back. Uh, they were down four in the first inning. They scored four, eventually take the lead, and they don't, they don't look back. Shout out to Ron Murphy, who did a fantastic job at keeping his team in top form. From I mean, they were the number one ranked team really from the get-go and held on to that one seed and, and had some adversity a couple of times uh, this season, uh, including in the championship game where they came back to win. So, yeah, the Rams were impressive. Vaston Smith is a future Lobo. Uh, Stephen Milan from uh, Centennial is really impressive. He's an LSU commit. Uh, he's going to be a lot of fun to watch at the next level. Um, yeah, that's where I was most of the day, but I covered the 5A, 4A baseball, 5A, 4A softball, and stay track of field championships throughout Saturday. Oh, who held down the crown in track and field? Because I'm going to be brutally honest, Brandon. You know we do like more of a national sports and sports adjacent program. I don't follow some of these other sports like track and field. Who impressed you the most over the weekend? Well, Cleveland boys on the 5A side, they've been dominating now seven years in a row. They've won uh, the state track and field championships. Um, 5A girls was La Cueva. And then on the 4A side, it's Los Alamos. They're, they're the dynasty right now. They, they won another state championship both on the boys and girls side. They have a nice variety of athletes that, that really showed out. Bryce Melton from Santa Fe High is a name to look out for. He's only a sophomore, and he dominated the sprint um, for the 5A boys side. So, yeah, a lot of great performances. Nick Trujillo, you got to give him a shout-out from Cleveland. He's a future Lobo football player. I think he's ending his high school career with about eight state championships between football, basketball, and track and field. He won the high jump and, and anchored the 4x4 relay, which I was there for. Um, yeah, so many performances you, you could talk about but very little time so the reason we ran into each other is because i was watching carlsbad cave girls win the state championship had a bunch of friends and family in town rooting on the mighty mighty cave girls uh piedra vista looked like they uh, had upset on their mind as they won the first came all the way back from the losers bracket but carlsbad prevailed in the end, on on the arm and bat of Faith Aragon. Yeah, first, give a shout-out to PV for, like you said, running the table in the elimination bracket. They had to win about three games on Friday 
if not four, to get to the championship. And like you said, they beat Carl's bad to start off on Saturday. But, look, the Cave Girls were the defending state champs, now two-time reigning uh, state champs. And they are for a reason. big reason is Faith Alagone on the mound, in the plate. She is a flat-out superstar. Wouldn't be surprised if she's um, the Gatorade Softball Player of the Year for the second year in a row. Uh, she, she is so fun to watch in person. Um, and she'll be at UTEP, I believe, uh, for, the, for the college ranks. Um, yeah, Carlsbad's impressive. Um, had a good baseball team also as well, making the state tournament. They got knocked out early on by Centennial, who went to the state championship game. And then, yeah, the rest of the, the softball champs were Silver, Robertson, Loving. It was a long week, definitely long, last few weeks covering all these state tournaments, softball, baseball. I was at golf start this week. I was at tennis the week before. Um, but to see the softball and baseball teams and all the other sports um, you know, get to that pinnacle, get to the state championship round uh, is always a lot of fun, especially when you can be there for the medals and, and for the banners and all that stuff. It, it doesn't get any better than that in high school sports. So one thing that I don't see often since I don't follow a lot of amateur sports is like beautiful support of the crowd, beautiful support of the teammates. And I got to see an amazing moment in between um, Piedra Vista and Carlsbad in the final game of the girls' state championship. Piedra Vista's pitcher, Emma Lovato, number 55, stud. Pitched, stud. Yeah. pitched three straight games the day before, pitched one game against Carlsbad, won, and was finally chased in the middle of the second game. Had to pitch five games in two days to get her team into the championship and finally had a moment where the game was kind of getting out of hand a little bit and both teams stopped standing ovation from both teams and the crowd. I'm getting chills just talking about it. I'm getting worked up just talking about it. What is it about this level of amateur sports that leads to those moments where you can have these great stories even in a loss? Well, that just shows that, especially at the high school level, and I think even more so in the towns surrounding the metro, your Carlsbad, your, your Farmingtons, your Roswells, Artesias, the list goes on and on, all the great schools and, and communities outside of the metro, they live and breathe the sports they play, and, and they do it as a family. All, all of these teams, the, 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 chemi- the, the best teams have the best chemistry, they have the best camaraderie throughout the years that they play. And it, it starts usually before high school, in some cases in middle school, some cases in elementary school. These, these girls and boys have known each other for a really, really long time, and, and they dream of getting to that level. And, yeah, that, 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 that definitely gave me a little bit of goosebumps you talking about that with PV. Um, but that's what it's all about every year. You see that from 1A to 5A in and, and, and football cases and 6A from every level. It just means so much to not just the kids, but to the parents and the coaches and the announcers, everyone involved. Everyone's very invested, for sure. Uh, write this down, Tyler. Uh, May 15th at 6.09, we talked about high school girls softball giving me the chills. Okay. This is a first in the history of the program. Okay. It's, uh, it's a pretty big moment for me and uh, everyone, all the friends of the show. <laughs> You know, and, and just one more note on high school softball. Emma Lovato, Faith Autogome, the two pitchers we were talking about in the 5A championship were number one and number three in strikeouts this year. So 
you talk about the best teams have the best pitching. Those two teams uh, certainly had uh, two of the best in the state at any level. Autumn Adiola sandwiched in between them two from Bernalillo at number two. Um, yeah, the great players, but, but again, it's the great stories. It, it's the who's got the, the most tight-knit groups. Um, the, all that really adds up. It, it's on and off the field for, for the best teams in the state. Moving back to the pro game, my bandwagon, your actual Los Angeles Lakers, are on the path to make me look like a genius. As I predicted earlier in the season, that they will form like Voltron. They're going to come together. They're going to play together. They're going to sneak into the playoffs. They're going to sneak out of the play-in, and they're going to dominate all the teams they have to play. So far, I slash we got it right. What's been the key to the Lakers' run, and do they stand a chance against the number one seeded Denver Nuggets? Well, certainly matchups is the first thing that I think about. It's very similar to the NCAA tournament. Who's hot and who has the best matchups throughout the course of the playoffs? And the play-in was not easy at all. Sure. They got through the play-in with the Timberwolves, and then they just matched up really good with the Grizzlies. Uh, the Lakers just have more mojo going than the Grizzlies do for, for a variety of reasons, probably more off the court than on the court but they were able to knock them out and beat them to start the series on the road. And then they did the same thing with the Warriors, stealing a game in Golden State to start the series. I think that's what it's going to take for the Lakers to have a shot in this conference finals against, I think, probably the best team in the league, top to bottom, really almost all year long. And and the Nuggets get talked about nowhere near – the Lakers do, the Celtics do, the Sixers. I mean, they're, they're in Denver. And also, it's not just being a small market, they haven't been very far on a consistent basis. They got yeah. knocked out early, even though they have Jokic, who's the now two-time reigning MVP. It's what have you done lately? And the last time they were in the conference finals was in the bubble against the Lakers, where the Lakers had just enough. To, to outlast them. I think this series could be even better than the bubble series. Could even go seven. If it goes seven, I'd probably give the Nuggets the edge. But if the Lakers can steal one in the first two games and hold home court like they've done the entire playoffs, I like the Lakers in six. Uh, I agree. I also got Lakers in six. But I think the the biggest deciding factor is the health of Anthony Davis. If Anthony Davis is healthy all series, Lakers win. If Anthony Davis goes down, misses a game, a half a game, I don't think they stand a chance against the MVP, Nikola Jokic. Yeah, and I think both Jokic and Davis are licking their chops to go against each other. This is the two best bigs in the league, without a doubt, playing against each other. The only thing that could be better is if they were meeting in the NBA Finals, but as two West teams, the best we could do is conference finals. And I think Anthony Davis has played – about as good as anybody. The only other person I put in his conversation is literally Nikola Jokic. Um, it's going to be box office every single game. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how those two battle because neither of them are, you know, big. Uh, they're not big physical players in the sense that like they play mind games. They just they just ball, and um, I think that's going to be a fun dynamic. I think you're going to. It's going to be interesting to see what players set the tone 
like your third and fourth guys, you know, your Austin Reeves and your Rui Hachimura, your Angelo Russell for the Lakers, Bruce Bruce Brown, I really have my eye on for this series. He is the next factor uh, as a guard. But, of course, Jamal Murray's got to play really, really well. Michael Porter Jr. has to be efficient. Aaron Gordon has to play good in order for the Nuggets to uh, win this series. And I think the Nuggets probably have a little bit more depth, maybe like one other guy down the rotation than the Lakers do. But I think they're pretty evenly matched. And I think it's just going to be flat out who can play better defense. I think the Nuggets have had the best defense in the West, maybe the whole league, uh, which not enough people are talking about. But, I mean, come on. Nikola Jokic averaging 30, 12, and 9. Nearly a triple-double in the postseason right now. And that's just unbelievable. So I can't wait to watch this one starting tomorrow night. I could talk playoff basketball with you all day, but I know you've got to run. What are the friends of the show going to watch tonight on KOB? Yeah, looking at the rundown right now, local baseball, getting ready to play the Aggies tomorrow, and they've got their final Mountain West series coming up against San Diego State. They're going to have to sweep the top dogs of the Mountain West to get into the conference tournament. So everything's on the line for the Lobos uh, later this week. Isotopes I'll be mentioning on the show. they got their 12-game homestand coming up. Lobo golf, men's golf, had a huge day at the NCAA Regionals. We'll talk about that. They're in second place after day one. And Alex Wagner, the wonder kid out of Taos for New Mexico United. We'll hear from him on the show. He scored his first professional goal on Saturday. He's a blast to watch, just 18 years old. So a bunch of good, good stuff. We're, we're now shifting into the summer mode. New Mexico game day, we had our last show for high school sports on Friday. So now it's about everything else going on and just having some fun in the KOB sports office. The best in the biz, KOB TV's very own Brandon Ortega. Thanks for being a friend. Thanks for being a friend of the show. Love you, my dude. Love you, bud. Talk to you later. Adios. When we get back, ESPN had a rough go of it on Sunday Night Baseball. I'm going to break that down for you. You're listening to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610. The. Welcome back to the program. Thanks to KOB's very own Brandon Ortega for joining us. Best in the biz. Make sure you check him out. Welcome back to the program. You're listening to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the Sports Animal. We are live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Cowell Banker Legacy Studio. We play on Team I-9. We start our days at the YMCA. Lunch and a milkshake, that goes down at the 66 Diner. Throwing Thursdays at ABQ Axe. When we're not at ABQ Axe, we're sipping a little oat soda down at Red Door downtown in the weekend. That's for Teller Vodka, New Mexico's vodka. I love baseball. It is no secret to the OG friend of the show. It is my favorite sport. It is my favorite thing about the American experience. I still play it. I played in a league all the way up until COVID. I love it. I love watching it. I love talking about it. I love playing it. I've had some very important programming meetings with the uppers here at KNML Cumulus uh, Networks that uh, I have to talk about baseball less. Not this segment. Is that true? You had meetings. They were like, you need to, you need to pull back. Oh yeah, we got we have segment meetings, content meetings, production meetings all the time. Too much baseball. They're like Van. Tone it down on the baseball. <laughs> baseball doesn't push the meter. It has to be something wildly interesting to push the meter on baseball. He's like, you can talk about 
Shohei Otani and Aaron Judge. That's it. Now shut up. They were like, we have all this John ja Morant we need to talk about. That's what we need to be focusing yes, on. Yes, John ja Morant and the NFL schedule. <laughs> Quit diverting from the game plan, you idiot. <laughs> but here we got some baseball, and this is wildly interesting because I love baseball. And there's not a lot that I do on Sunday night except for get a little exercise in. Maybe shake my hangover from golfing in the morning. And I watch Sunday night baseball, and I prepare for my next week. It is a ritual that I have. And historically, Sunday night baseball has done very fantastic. And one of the favorite things that Sunday night baseball has done for me is the mic'd up segments. Usually, they put the mic on a very interesting player. They ask them poignant questions, and you get original content created right in the moment. You can't imagine how hard it is to play this sport and you have a microphone taking away your focus and a bunch of dorks with microphones are asking you questions while you're trying to focus on the sport. It is unbelievably hard. But the ESPN crew could not have dropped the ball any worse than they have this past Sunday. If you're not aware of this, I'll take you through the whole thing. It was Mother's Day. And by the way, Happy Mother's Day, mothers. To all the babies' mamas, mamas' mamas. Happy Mother's Day. We love you. If you have a mother who's in your life, you're lucky. And if you have a bad mother, you're also lucky because she led by a bad example and you have all this data. Think yourself both ways. <laughs> That's ridiculous. <laughs> but if you unfortunately lost your mother... Like Red Sox young first baseman Tristan Casas, we're very sorry. It's hard losing a family member, especially when you're young. First baseman Tristan Casas lost his mother when he was nine. Luckily, he had a good support group. And you know who else knew this? Carl Ravitch, play by play guy. And until, until literally last night, he's one of my favorite dudes in sports commentary. He's a talent. He's so good at what he does. But, oh, my God, did it get wildly inappropriate last night as while Tristan Casas was mic'd up on first base, this happened. Can you hit me with it? Okay, pause it right there. What? What did you ask this man? What did you just ask this man? Are you asking him about his deceased mother on Mother's Day? You have the sheer gall to ask this poor kid. And I think he's only, he's still only like 21, 22. About his deceased mother on Mother's Day, while he's on the field, he's 23. While he's on the field, God, he was born the year I graduated high school. I feel so old right now. You're going to ask this guy, while he's on the field, trying to focus on this game, about his dead mother? It's crazy to ask someone about their dead mother in a sportscaster voice. 
it's that <laughs> is oh crazy God. to be yeah to be like so i know about your dead mother but that like that's that's far over the line i feel like there tyler there had to be a production meeting where they're like okay we got this really great interview it's a surprise to the manager alex cora he doesn't know his mother's going to be online talking to him that's going to be really neat also we're going to do the same thing for the other side of the dugout where lars newt bar uh, his mother is going to be in the interview. He didn't know it was coming. It's going to be really sweet seeing their reactions to their mother. What else should we do? Oh, I don't know. Ask this orphan about his dead mother. <laughs> That's so crazy. While if, he's playing a sport. If you have a question for someone in the beginning of your question is, hey, I know about your deceased mom. You don't have a question. No. Guess what? There's not a question after. You don't need to be talking. Re- rewind like say oh my god i think we got some interference from another channel that totally wasn't me i'm so sorry that was so <laughs> awkward and insensitive <laughs> i'm sorry to ask you about the hardest moment in your entire life <laughs> while you're on camera on a microphone trying to play one of the hardest sports on the planet <laughs> what is it like having a dead mother on mother's day what? While I got you, uh, you got to hook up with one, you got to marry one, and you got to kill one. Like, like what <laughs> yes. is this guy's line of questioning? What are you doing? <laughs> oh, my God. So, uh, Tristan, I noticed that a lot of parallels in between you and Batman. <laughs> <That's> so... <laughs> I can't believe it. So I noticed you had a couple felonies you didn't bring up in your post-game or your pre-game interview. I wanted to, like, what is the lot of questioning that this guy is on? I can't understand. Why? (laughs) I get being, like, in the moment, right? Like, you're in the moment, you're interviewing a player. But this just seems like the lowest hanging fruit you could have reached for, right? Like, the first thing he could have Googled that popped up recently was probably this mother situation. And with no filter, just ask those questions. It's crazy. It is horrible what they did to this poor man. It's crazy. I was like, oh, so Tristan, you know uh, the baseball saying you got to go big or go home. I guess you could only go big. (laughs) Stop it. (laughs) Stop it. That is so horrible. Oh, man. Could you imagine if they asked him that question and he just broke down on air? Oh, imagine. Oh, imagine. Could you imagine if, like, they ask him that question and then he has a lapse? He could, he just loses his attention for a split second and somebody hits a 112-mile-an-hour line drive right at him. <laughs> he gets cracked in the skull because Carl Ravitch asked him about his dead mother. It would be a Carl, right? Oh, my God. Carl strikes again. It's Carl, man. All right. If it was me... I would have thrashed this idiot for asking me that question. But let's play his response. And, uh, you know, what happened was unfortunate to me, but I have so many mother figures in my life. Um, whether they have my last name or whether they don't, um, I've had so much support from everybody, uh, you know, around my, in and around my circle yeah. that I, I don't even feel like I missed out on anything. You know, I know she's watching me every day. I know she's, uh, you know, smiling, proud of me. But, uh, yeah, for the most part, I think, uh, you know, I've, I've been all right. Okay, stop that. Tristan Casas, you deserve a Nobel Peace Prize for what you did on the microphone standing at first base when Carl Ravitch 
asked you about your dead mother. In the zone. His response was perfect. Yeah, that was it. That was it. Not only did he give a perfect response, he did it eloquently. He did it without any anger. Like, I would have had to stick a couple jabs back in there. I think I could be mostly peaceful in that situation, considering that millions of people are watching and listening to me in that moment. But he nailed it. His response could not have been better whatsoever. Yeah. Like, I love when I'm watching an interview, and, like, the interviewer does drop the ball so hard that the interviewee has to pick it up and not only, like, like answer and address that question, but redeem the interviewer and make it, like, almost a good question somehow. That's kind of what he did, I feel like. I feel like he picked that up and almost made it, like, a good question, almost, which is... Which makes you realize that you are talking to someone significant, I feel like. Somebody in the zone, in the pocket. So congratulations, congratulations Tristan Casas. You yeah. are the goat of answering bad questions. I am so wildly impressed. Because you know what I, I, what I heard when he goes, yeah, and then that ellipsis? And when he just said that, yeah, before he gave his real answer, I heard expletive deleted you you idiot <laughs> yeah <laughs> precise you could hear it in that <laughs> precise. yeah and then that quick little ellipsis and then gives the most perfect eloquent professional answer in the history of sports i'm wildly impressed yeah that was pretty bad right oh absolutely that was insane that was insane i'm wondering what's going on with this reporter now he's probably getting flack at work for this but the internet's not down with this oh they owe him the biggest apology yeah oh my god you got to make the biggest donation to whatever tristan casas's favorite nonprofit is mm. you think that was bad enough talking about this kid's dead mother well 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 they didn't stop there they go on to be misogynistic on top of insensitive so they were talking about the the pitchcom. So that's the little device in the pitcher's ear that relays the call from the catcher to the pitcher. Right. So this is the same game? The exact same exact game. Exact same game, same announcers, same everything. All exactly. Right, all right. And, and they, they continue the role. They kept that momentum up. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, oh, you thought we're going to stop at dead mothers? Just wait till you hear this. So the pitchcom, the catcher presses a button on his wrist or underneath his uh, pants on his leg. Yeah. And then it tells a pitcher what pitch he wants to throw. Mm. And then so they were joking about what would you want your pitch calm voice to be? They had some great answers. Samuel L. Jackson, James Earl Jones, uh, Tony Soprano, uh, you know, a lot of the great ones. By the way, t- uh, today's I-9 Varsity is the varsity of pitch calm voices. I like that. Absolutely. Okay. We're going to do that one. Pitchcom voices. That'll be the last, very last segment. We'll do a quickie as we wrap up the program. So they go on to say this, Tyler. Samuel Jackson in Pulp Fiction, maybe? That'll get you to do something. Oh, I got him. I got him. Called strike Duran went around. Right here. With a woman's voice in there? Would that... That would be sort of, I think this is a good pitch, maybe, you know. On Mother's Day. Yes. Stop it right there. <laughs> First they talk about this kid's dead mother, and then less than an hour later, they're belittling women on Mother's Day. <laughs> they're talking about, these dudes are on fire. You I can't believe You've got to cut these guys' mics. <laughs> I cannot believe this. 
<laughs> they're talking about their favorite pitch com voices, and instead of rattling off iconic women voices throughout history, they make fun of women for being indecisive. That's what they do. Less than an hour about asking an orphan about his dead mother, they go, uh, what about women voices? Oh, uh, I don't know if that's the right pitch. Maybe we should throw something else. <laughs> On Mother's Day. <laughs> and Tyler, you're a comedian. I get it. That's not the worst premise. Right. I mean, Know your audience. Know what day it is. Yeah. Everyone's wearing pink. <laughs> There's never going to be more women in the crowd. There's never going to be more women watching than on Mother's Day when they know they're going to be honored. And you rattle off some masochistic, excuse me, misogynistic joke and not a good one. The premise is there, but that's a bad joke. A bad joke about women being argumentative and indecisive. Oh, my God, ESPN Sunday Night Baseball. Not only do you have Eduardo Perez, who sounds like he constantly has a spoonful of peanut butter stuck to the top of his mouth. Is that, that's who that is, huh? That's how he talks. Then you got Alex Rodriguez, who's probably high on roids right now. Those, but they're both high on something, right? Like it's got to be a high situation that yeah. they got in that in that booth. Like I don't know who was letting these dudes on the mic for the entire game, but like this might be like a surprise inning kind of situation, like that you should let these guys in on. But these guys are going off; they're keeping their momentum up with it too. And at least the legend Buster Olney, who did had nothing to do with either of these idiotic statements, said on Mother's Day. Like, called him out on live air. This is so horrible. It is so absolutely horrible. The decision-making skills of these men on microphones. I've been doing this full-time, 15 hours a week, three hours a day, Monday through Friday, 4 to 7, right here on 95.9 FM and AM6 and the Sports Animal. And I joke a lot. I make a lot of inappropriate jokes. But I think I'm pretty good at teeter-tottering the fine line. I would never ask an orphan about his dead mother. And I would never joke about women being argumentative and indecisive on Mother's Day. I am so excited. First thing tomorrow morning when all these apologies come out. I think my rant's over. I mean, that is what's next, right? We got apologies on the Oh, map. God, the apology train is coming. Oh, Choo-choo, baby. I think they just have AI writing these apologies at this point. Like, I don't even think. They can't let them write the apologies. That's so true. Like, it can't. <laughs> I'm so sorry to all the women out there. Your shapely figures, your supple <laughs> chests, your juicy lips are the reason that I do my job. <laughs> Carl, shut up. Chat GPT, write Carl's apology. That's exactly how it goes. <laughs> I'd like to apologize to Tristan Casas and both Batman and Robin. I was very insensitive. Chat GPT, write, write his orphan apology too, please. Oh, my God. The decision-making skills.
on Mother's Day of all days. I can't handle it. We'll give you an update when the apologies come out here on the program. Speaking of the program, we're going to go to a break when we get back. A little NBA talk before we go to the I-9 varsity of Pitchcom voices. You're listening to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, The Sports Animal. Welcome back to the program, Duke City. You're listening to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, The Sports Animal. All you bubble year haters, the COVID year. The Lakers championship didn't count. They're in the bubble. They didn't have to travel. They had two months of rest. It's not all about the Lakers anymore, is it? Because the exact same four teams are back into the conference finals. Lakers Nuggets, just like 2020 bubble year. Heat Celtics, just like 2020 bubble year. And guess what? The teams almost look at the exact same makeout. Make up. I don't want to make out with these guys. I promise. Anthony Davis, LeBron James are healthy. Western Conference Finals. Nikola Jokic looks like an MVP. His players aren't hurt. Western Conference Finals. Jimmy Butler playing playoff Jimmy basketball. Conference Finals. Celtics. Young superstar. Jason Tatum. Jalen Brown. Marcus Smart. All healthy. All right back to the Conference Finals. If you didn't think it didn't count, you are very wrong. Of course the bubble year counts. And I think it should count even more. Because this is what it looks like when these teams are healthy. If you had the whole NBA healthy and they all get to play at their full strength, this is who ends up there. I get it. Giannis was hurt. Okay. I get it. Chris Paul was hurt. They played better without him. I think the Heat probably would have beat the Bucks anyways, and I think the Bucks knew it, and that's why they fired their coach. The people that are hating on the bubble year, hating on the Lakers championship, stop it. They were healthy. They didn't have to travel. Who cares? This year, they're healthy, and they travel. Look what four teams are here. Less than three short years later, same four teams. The cream rises to the top. Your team's healthy. All bets are off in the playoffs. These teams that are fool's gold, who win more regular season games, it doesn't matter. It's the playoffs. Win or go home. These teams won. Welcome back. Congratulations. LeBron James, best player on the planet. I don't care how many MVP votes he got. Actually, for the first time ever, it's zero. For the first time since his rookie year, LeBron James got zero MVP votes. Who's playing like the MVP in the playoffs this year? Oh, my God, it's LeBron James. Not to take anything away from Jimmy Butler, Jason Tatum, Nikola Jokic. LeBron James, the MVP of the playoffs. 2020 counts just as much, and the Lakers are going to win it again. Anthony Davis stays healthy. They will beat Denver. Anthony Davis will outplay Nikola Jokic. Not on paper. Nikola Jokic is perfect in every way on paper. Anthony Davis stays healthy. The Lakers will win that series. The Lakers stay healthy. They will win the championship. 
and they will redeem themselves with the 2020 bubble year. Mark my words. Mark these words when we get back as we do the I-9 varsity of pitchcom voices. Super stoked to hear what Tyler comes up with. I got some good ones. You're listening to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Last one. What a Monday. Very Vanek Monday. (laughs) Nice. Now we're doing the I-9. We've got to squeeze squeeze in a quickie, too. I-9 varsity. I-9 varsity, keep your kids safe, have fun. Uh, It's more than what you think it is. Check out their website. Give them a call. They'll tell you everything about their program. They're the best in the biz, and we're lucky to have them as part of the program. I9sports.com, League Office 280. League Office 280 at I9sports.com, 505-312-4999. In honor of the insensitive comments of the Sunday Night Baseball crew, we're going to do the I9 Varsity of Pitchcom Voices. We're going to do it real Real quick. Who you got first, Tyler? Uh, I'm starting off with Morgan Freeman, of course. Excellent. Strong work. Easy. Throw the fastball, Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> Make it juicy. <laughs> That's good. That's good. <laughs> all right. First is one of my favorites all time. First on my I-9 varsity of pitchcom voices, I'm going with Christopher Walken. Oh, okay. I like Walken. That's a good one. That's a good. That's a classic, too. That's a classic, too. I'm going with my generation's Christopher Walken, also known as Drake. Okay. Number two. <laughs> All right. You got a little beat behind it. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's I, sweet. Feel like, I feel like Drake. He's just, I mean, harmonious with it. If I'm going to say Chris Walken, you got to let me do the voice at least. Just you got to do the Chris Walken. Can you do that? And Van, throw the ball fast. <laughs> That's a good Walken. That's a good Chris Dubs. I like that. Do you got a Drake, though? I do. I don't know. I don't know Drake very well. Yeah. Not a fan. Not a fan of his music. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, uh, that, that one's a little out there. It's a little out there. But that'd be a good one. Very popular voice. All right, right. I got All right. Next on my I-9 varsity, uh, after your Drake, is my Matthew McConaughey. Ooh, good. That'd be relaxing, man. He's such a chill dude. That's a good one. That's He's good. like, hey, man. Hey, drop a little curveball in there. You know what I'm saying, brother? <laughs> hey. It's on point. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> on point McConaughey. What you got next? All right, next I'm uh, I'm taking it across the pond. I'm going with this is where I'm struggling, and I'm going to have to do a slash. We're doing Alan Rickman or Tim Curry. I'll take oh, both of them. I need goodness. a British guy in there, though. You know what I mean? Yeah, mm-hmm. Rickman is like all time goat voice. Alan Rickman, right? That'd be it. I don't do a Rickman. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm not. Do- we're not doing any British. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> it's neither of us. All right, and I got one that'll get me pumped up. Right. McConaughey will chill me out, and then Bane, Bane will pump me up, get me feeling that them evil villain vibes. I like that. Van, throw one right down the middle. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you got one more. Uh, Who's your cleanup it. hitter? I, I think we got a minute it. out. So I got a cleanup hitter, and so this one it might be a little bit, a little bit not like it, this isn't what people one would expect, I suppose, right? But I want Mike Myers, but he's doing Shrek. Oh, that's right, that's correct. Yeah. That's strong work. Yeah, it's so good. Throw the fastball. <laughs> this is <close. laughs> it's not bad. All right, what a program today. Special episode of One Man On. Luckily, I had Tyler, super producer, lovely, in the building. Thanks to Forrest Stolting of the Isotopes joining us. Thanks for Duke City Gladiators quarterback Charles McCollum 
joining, of course, OG friend of the show, Brandon Ortega. Thanks to all the texters. Got some really great input on the program. Thank you so much for the kind words. Thank you so much for the hatred as well. I feed off of my haters. You'd be nothing without your haters. I believe that's Mahatma Gandhi who said that. Another great program for you tomorrow. Got some special guests coming, some great interviews. And look, I got, count them, like eight segments that we didn't even get to because today was so juicy. So a lot of sports and sports-adjacent content tomorrow. Make sure you check out the opening drive tomorrow morning with Jeff, JJ, and A. Marie. Shout out to Tyler Lovely on the ones and twos, other side of the glass. See you tomorrow, my dude. We will see you all manana. Have a good one out there. See you tomorrow, Burke.